You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing good. I am sitting here right now. I'm in my car. It is a Monday afternoon and uh, Goldie is at dance class and I've got to pick her up in about 20 minutes. And as I was sitting here, I thought I would share something with you that I thought might be a blessing to you and um, help encourage uh, all the leaders that are listening and um, give you something just super practical today that I thought I could pass along to you that, that might help give you some ideas, strategy, and language for your team. And I think, let me just start there. Um, culture starts with language. You've, you've got to work really hard at language, at words, at ideas, at phrases, at sentences. These kind of things really matter when we're building culture. Because we have to be able to say things. People have to be able to say things. We have to be able to repeat things. We have to be able to memorize things. We have to be able to practice things. And so um, I, I don't know what the starting point to a great culture is, but I will say that one of the starting points to any great culture is language. You've got to be able to nail down some language to help your organization. So we have some different things. We obviously have like a mission statement. We have a vision. Um, we've got core values. We've got different things. But one of the things that we have is I created four little phrases to help our staff as we go into a Sunday. And I'm going to be sharing these as well with our volunteers. But um, I, I, I thought it was important to, to just give the staff four little ideas that could help them understand their job and their mission and their cultural responsibility on a Sunday. Of course, there's the normal little responsibilities that, that they have, whether they're a worship leader or they're over set up and tear down or they're over hosts or greeters or kids or whatever. But I also wanted some kind of cultural ideas that could help my team understand that, that no matter what, these are four things you can do, should do, must do, and that are going to really help the spirit of our church, the people of our church and, and our ministry. So with that being said, I wanted to give the, these to you. Uh, take them if you want them, but if you don't want them, maybe find your own. That could be um, some language that you could give your team. 
Here's the first one. Exalt the king. Exalt the king. Don't spectate. Worship. This is something that I I need every staff member to do, and it's something that I'm going to walk our volunteers through, but it's something that I've, I've been telling our staff for months now. Don't spectate worship. Don't just stand on the front row. Don't just watch the worship team. Dear God, whatever you do, don't get, don't get stuck on your phone. Worship. Set the tone. The tone of the service, the spirit of the service, the energy of the service, the sound of the service has to start somewhere. And I am convinced that it does not start on the stage, but it actually starts on the front row. That if you have a unengaged staff, if you have a spectating staff, if you have a on their phone texting staff, doesn't mean you, you can't have a few of those people that need to get things done. But I mean, if you know, if you just have a disinterested front row, uh, you're going to have a disinterested church. So the first thing that I've got to let my team know, I've, I've, I'm asking them, I don't, I don't know if you're over kids. I don't know if you're over greeters. I don't know if you're over ushers. I don't know if you're over worship. I don't know if you're over parking. I, it, it doesn't really matter. When you get on that front row, exalt the king. Don't spectate worship. Don't mosey on into the front row during the first song. Be there at the beginning of praise, shouting, clapping, singing, cheering, celebrating, dancing, literally setting the tone for what God is going to do in the service. Don't spectate worship. Exalt the king. I just want to encourage you to encourage your teams to be worshipers. Sunday is the Lord's day. We're reaching lost people, helping people find Christ, leading people to Jesus. We're doing all that. But man, Sunday is the Lord's day. It is a day to worship God publicly, to worship God publicly. Publicly, Never forget that about the Ecclesia. Never forget that about the church. It is the public gathering of the saints to worship their Lord. We've got to exalt the king. This is something every staff member can do, should do, must do. Number, number two, love the people. Love the people. And here's my little description. Eye contact. Be friendly. Welcoming to all not just your friends. Love the people. One more time, eye contact, friendly, welcoming to all, and not just your friends. I, I keep telling my staff this, and I want it to get in their heart, and, I, and I, want, I want you as a staff member to hear this, and if you're a senior leader, I want you to hear this for your staff, and I want this to get in your heart. The most loved people in the church should be, must be, if you want a healthy church, if you want a healthy culture, must be the staff. The staff should be the most loved. Why? Because they're the most loving. They should be the most respected because they're the most respectable. They should be the highest honored because they're the most honorable. 
So I'm constantly telling my team, love the people. Don't just hang out with your small group of friends. Don't just find the people you like. Love the people. Own the lobby. Own the, the, the greeting times. Own the spaces outside as people are, are hanging out. Eye contact. Eye contact. Eye contact. What does that mean? That means that I don't have my head down getting a task done. My head is up. My eyes are open. My heart is engaged. And I'm actually looking to connect with people. My, my facial expressions... My body language is welcoming. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm saying hi. I'm walking up to people. I'm being friendly. I'm welcoming to all. I'm not just looking for my friends. I'm looking for people and I'm loving people and I'm connecting with it. You got to love the people. The most loved people in the church should be the staff. And if that's not happening, you have a toxic staff. And there has to be a change. People should be drawn to your staff and your staff should become people magnets. How do you become a people magnet? You become a people magnet by becoming approachable. I was just talking to a friend about this. We're talking about becoming a people magnet. He goes, I just don't feel like I am that. I don't feel like that comes naturally to me. Here's the deal. The moment that you seek out people and people know that you are a welcoming, safe space, you will become magnetic to them. And you do that to one person, you do that to five people, you do that to 10 people, you do that to 20 people, you do that to 100 people, on and on and on. And your staff will become people magnets. So you don't, you don't try to become magnetic. You go after people, welcoming to all, love the people, eye contact, friendly, shaking hands, giving hugs, saying hello, breaking the ice, breaking into circles. And as you do that over and over and over and over and over again, you become a people magnet. And then people are attracted to you. And people are attracted to you not because you're awesome. They're attracted to you because you're loving. They're not attracted to you because you're a good salesman or because you have a gift. They're attracted to you because you're safe. Love the people. So we have exalt the king, love the people. Number three, help the preacher. Can I get an amen in the house? Help the preacher. The, the way that we word this is we say we need an amen in the room. We're looking for a yes and an amen to the promises of God. Help the preacher. Take notes. Verbally engage. Lead the room. Take notes. Verbally engage. Lead the room. Help the preacher. I don't, I don't know how else to say this. So I feel like I just got to say it one more time and then I'll, I'll try to break it down a little bit more, but we don't, we don't have to be loud and rowdy if, if that's not totally the style of your church, but there should be an attentiveness. There should be a shoulders up, posture straight, eyes locked, open body language, taking notes. For us, verbally engaging is a big deal. For us, that, that, that's part of our culture. We're, we're rowdy, we're loud, we say amen, we shout, we stand, we clap. Um, we say 
break it down, make it plain, tell the truth, shame the devil. You know, we like all that stuff, but maybe you don't like all that, but but you can still lead the room in preaching from the front row. Our staff should do that. Our volunteers should do that. We shouldn't be on Instagram. We shouldn't be dazed and confused. We shouldn't be yawning. Don't yawn from the front row, you disrespectful, rude thing, you. Don't yawn and say man at the same time, you nasty you. <laughs> Take notes. Verbally engage. Take a shot of espresso and help lead the room. Set the temperature of the room. Don't be a thermometer in the room. Ah, it was a rough crowd today, huh? No, no. Be a thermostat. Decide the spiritual temperature of the room. Help the preacher. Laugh at the jokes. Say amen so your pastor isn't having to beg for an amen. Well, I, I, I tell our, our front row this. I say, hey, lead the room. If someone stands on the front row and starts cheering on the preacher, join them. I don't know why they're standing. I don't know why they're excited, but why don't you join them? Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. Someone's being ministered to. Someone stands up, starts praising God, starts clapping. Why don't you join them? Don't stare at them. Join them. Don't laugh at them. Join them. The word's blessing them. Why isn't it blessing you? Help the preacher. I can honestly say we have a really powerful and anointed preaching atmosphere at our church. We really do. Um, it, it isn't Christian celebrity. It isn't just they like me because I'm the pastor. There really is a, here, here's what I want to say because I'm talking about help the preacher. There is a high honor for the word of God. Can I say it that way? I'm going to cheers myself. I got some water here. Praise the Lord. Sorry if you had to hear that. Um, there's a high honor for the word of God. Let me give you a little bit of, of theology. Remember when Ezra read the scriptures and the people bowed and they shouted, amen. I want to say amen to the word of God. Remember the 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 cherubim and the seraphim in, in Isaiah chapter six, they said to one another, holy, holy, holy. They said to one another, holy, holy, holy. They didn't, say, they didn't say to God, holy. They said to each other, holy. Theologians call that antiphonal singing or antiphonal declaration. It's declaring one to another. What did, what did uh, the apostle Paul say? Sing to one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Say amen. What did, what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 14? If y'all just speak in tongues, how's anyone going to say Amen. So there should be an amen in the room. Get that? I like that little cultural phrase. I want to I encourage you to take it. We got to get an amen in the room. Get an excitement in the room. Don't, don't, don't make the preacher work so hard. Build some encouragement. Help the preacher. Here's number four. Here's my last one. So we have exalt the king, love the people, help the preacher. Lastly, communicate with the team. Communicate with the team. Simply put, make sure your teams feel loved and communicated to. What does it mean to communicate to my team? Make sure your teams feel loved, number one, and communicated to. Just 
constant communication. Here's, here's something we say around here. We ask big without apology, but we do ask big with gratitude. We ask big without apology. We ask big with gratitude. So I'm not asking you to do something, apologizing for you to do it. Nope. Hey, I'm really sorry, but if you could help. Hey, I'm really sorry. I know this is last minute. It's Friday, but I'm really sorry, but someone just can't. Hey, I know it's Saturday night. I'm really, really sorry. But if tomorrow, if you could serve, you know, someone got COVID, if you could fill in and and I'm really sorry. We We don't ask with apology. Never, ever, ever. We do not ask with apology, but we do ask with gratitude. So our thank you is big. Our thank you is common. Our thank you is constant. Our thank you is consistent. At the same time, we're not apologizing. This is kingdom work. This is eternal work. This is this is this is the work that that will last forever. This is the work of silver, gold, and precious stone that cannot be burned up in the fire. So we're communicating with the team constantly. We're doing it with a spirit of gratitude, but never with a spirit of apology. We're talking to our team. We're communicating to our team. We're, we're explaining to our team. We're constantly telling the team why. Why are we doing this? Why does it matter? Why does that tent being straight matter? Why does that kid's check-in iPad being charged matter? Why is it important that we keep the lines moving? Why why do we want straight rows in the auditorium? Why does it matter that the sound is right? Why does it matter that the worship sounds good? Why does it matter that the vocals are on pitch? Why does it matter that the kids' ministry is clean? Why do we clean those toys? Why do we send out these invitations? Why do we... Um, why do we do planning center? Why, do, why, 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 why? We're constantly communicating the why. And I believe where a why is communicated well, where gratitude is expressed consistently, man, your, your ministry is going to rock. If you have a clear and consistent why and you have a clear and consistent thank you, you can ask people to do anything and they'll do it. You know, don't forget that. We're, we're, we're believers. We're, we're Christians. We have a new spirit. We have a new heart. We are absolutely willing to lay down our life for the gospel. But we're not willing to work for jerks. So if we can if we can lead well and we can lead and communicate well we can constantly with clarity communicate the vision and do it with the right heart man your ministry's going to explode your ministry's going to grow your department's going to grow exalt the king love the people help the preacher communicate with the team sunday's coming Sunday's a big deal. Sunday is the greatest way to begin the discipleship journey with people, and it's the greatest way to win souls to Christ. 
Let's give it all we got this Sunday. Praying for you. I love you. I celebrate you. And um, believe that your best days are right out in front of you. We'll see you soon. Thank you.